Let's just get back to the holding. We're explaining the content of Israel Shabakhoy's fire and the king had asked the Chachim, why would Hakadish Baruch pride himself on people? And the Chachim had given the marshal of the sun, which through that person is aware of the goddess of Hashem. Through the radiance of the sun, a person can pick up a little bit of the splendor of the aura of Hakadish Baruch. And same thing, he's describing the world before Kleistral, and he speaks about the various forms of a desire that there were. Either the people who believed that there, was, that there wasn't a creation, or they worshipped one of the forces within nature, or one of the extra, so to speak, terrestrial spiritual forces, whatever it's going to be. So this is the world of the world of Avedazar. We spoke about the fact that the Avedazar were aware that there were certain spiritual kaychas that had an influence in this world. And the theory went that if you can deal directly with the relevant, so to speak, spiritual force, then they didn't need to approach Hashem. Whether it was in the nature of Malachim or whatever it was going to be. And therefore they tried to so to speak, serve themselves. Serve themselves in order to obtain what they needed to manipulate the system to their advantage and left HaKadosh Baruch out of the Cheshwin. That's the... That was the situation before Kla Yisrael. And, obviously, the reason Hashem created the world was that people should recognize Him that was left unfulfilled. That was one form of a desire. And then he says the next point, another nation is to worship its kings. What was the worship of people? So the Rabbani explains this as well. The Rabbani explains that worship of a person was similar to worship of a malach in the sense that someone who was being matzliach, somebody who was in a, considered successful, so people felt that by being battled themselves to him, they were sharing that success. So if there was a certain person who was extremely powerful or extremely wealthy, whatever it would be, so people felt that if they would battle themselves in some way, then as a tuffle, they would pick up some of that success as well. So it wasn't that they worshipped him as a creator, but they worshipped him as a means to get what they wanted to get. Just Agav, it's going to come soon in the parishes, that's the idea of Parim, also that's my life. I never thought for a second he created the world. That would be ridiculous. He knew that he wasn't. The world existed before him. But also Atzim Elayah means he saw himself as a source of power in the sense that uh, that he was able to to bring that's, uh, material success to me to explain him why. And therefore the Egyptians worshipped him because they wanted to take part in their success. Anyway, I explain it right now. This is Leo Arivaniya Sisini. It's a strange word. The Meshit Dechon of Rachel is explained. What does it mean? The Aniya Sisini means basically I made myself. How do you make yourself? That's an impossibility. So it didn't mean that Pari felt he was a creator, that he created himself, or something can't create itself. But what he meant by that was Aniya Sisini was that I put myself in a position where I'm not indispensable. And why did Pari think like that? Really? This is a speech by where he now feels he's indispensable. But he has to be there. He's Mukhuy from he has to be there. Why did he feel like that? Really, this was the result, Shakayak, 
continue the result of maybe even the fault of Yaakov Avinu. Why? Let's go back to the story. The Pasha. There was a tremendous famine. As we know, there was nothing to eat. The first year of the famine, the Mitzrim had sold all the possessions. The second year, they sold themselves. There was still five years to go, and uh, there was no let-up. The prediction was a seven-year famine, and uh, Mitzrayim had nothing else. And then what happens is after two years of the famine, Yaakov Avinu comes down to Mitzrayim, and it's Pasha, and it says that he was introduced to Pari, and he gives Pari a bracha. What was the bracha he gave Pari? So it says the bracha he gave Pari was that the Yoara would be under the Ragnar. When Pari would go down to the Nile, the Nile River would rise up towards him. It was the bracha of Yaakov, but that stopped the famine. Because the, the drought in Mitzrayim wasn't because it wasn't rain. It was never rain anyway. Drought in Mitzrayim was in the context of that there was the, the, obviously the Nile ran dry or it didn't fertilize anything. And now the Pari had the ability to come down to the Nile and the water of the Nile would rise up towards him so it would irrigate the land. So now Pari felt that he had a divine gift. He could cause, so to speak, he could bring an end to the famine which was predicted. He could cause a Mitzrayim to become a fertile country once again, and the famine did end. And that was part of the, the Vodizara of Pari, Liya Oiri, that the river is mine. I control the river, and yes, you see, I put myself in a place where I have to be there, without me going back to famine again. In other words, he now really believed that the way that the, what's providing Mitzrayim with its sustenance, what's uh, causing the irrigation of Mitzrayim, was the fact that, I, that I've now got this ability to go down to the river and bring up the water. That's exactly what he says. Liya Oiri, Oiri is up to me. And yes, you I made myself. I've now made myself, so to speak, indispensable for the success of Mitzrayim. And the worship of Pharaoh was because people then saw him as a, as the way to, so to speak, as the, for the factor which could bring the water, which could cause the success. So people wanted a chalik of that, so they worshipped him. Pharaoh wasn't a king before that? Pharaoh was a king, but he wasn't. A, he didn't think of himself as something divine. Was he a part of the But now the idea of human worship. It was worship of somebody who was in a position of kilo, as they saw, where a certain spiritual ability which people wanted to connect to. But out of all the forms of Vedasara that there were, that there's, they don't see anything of a miraculous nature, something which leaves the, so to speak, the bounds of what's considered minag and terror, something which is considered the norm. Don't we have this kind of it could be a good one. So this, okay, so let's, 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 if you're really on the topic, let's see my one this a little bit more. What, is it, what does it mean, that, again? What's the difference between uh, what they, human worship, which was a form of Avayazara, and uh, the relationship we have to Tadekim? Right, we also understand that they're more spiritual than we are. We also understand that they have more of a Kayak of Tfilah than we do. And uh, that's okay. So Shem is more likely to listen to them than to us. And the source of this is the Gemara itself. The Gemara says, "Mishi esh lechayde b'sech b'esoi, shigar tochachum yevashivach esh lebrachamim." So, Wachim yevakesh rachamim for himself. This is understood that someone on a higher level is kaiyach atfili is greater, and that's the case. He's more able to yevakesh rachamim. But that's the point. The tzaddik is either being as he's a greater person because of his avodas Hashem or his Torah learning, whatever it's going to be. Therefore, his tfilas are more powerful as well. One of the kayaks of Twitter is the kayak of the person davening. And if I'm asking somebody to daven on my behalf, which is fine. Because I'm not asking to provide the result. That's not up to the person to do. But I'm asking is to ask for me that Hashem will provide the result. So there's no problem asking other people to daven for you. On the contrary, 
There's a matter to that. Even when a person goes to the kever of a tzaddik, there's no longer alive. The atom is exactly the same thing. The nusach of the tefillah of kever is also to ask the nefesh or the neshama of the tzaddik to be mischanen for me in front of Hashem. I can ask a person to do what a person is able to do, which is daven. And if a person can daven better, he has a more of a kayach of tefillah. Like it says, Amr Amr ben Daizah Shem Mispadana Lachaylim. Lachaylim ben Daizah was the tzaddik of the time that the nine. We see many stories in the Gemara. And they didn't come to him to, to, to provide the solution. They came to him to daven. So to ask. Okay, that was a tefillah. But, uh, and so his tefillahs were answered, but his kayach was to daven. And a person can do. So a person is a bigger tzaddik or has more of a kayach of tefillah, then for sure there's no problem. That wasn't worship of the tzaddik. It was asking the tzaddik to daven on my behalf, and the understanding is that the answer to the tefillah or the fulfillment of the request. It's coming from Hashem. That's fine. To learn from a tzaddik, to connect to a tzaddik, is an opportunity for us to learn how to grow. In other words, somebody who can teach us by example, someone who's being with them, shows us how to act, or how to refine malacha, or how to refine one's midas. So of course that's good. That's an opportunity for us to, have to, learn, to learn from a living dogma, a living example of what greatness means, and how to try and emulate that, obviously, as best as we can. So where's the, where's the problem of our desire? The problem of our desire is by... by Using the tzaddik as a replacement of Hashem. Which means not that I'm not coming to the tzaddik to daven my behalf or to teach me. I'm coming for him to provide the solution. Again, I'm relying on the tzaddik that, because, that I'm asking the tzaddik and that the tzaddik is going to provide me the answer. And that's for Gadir. Instead of davening to Hashem and relying on Hashem to give me the answer or to provide the issue, I'm, I'm focusing my tefillah and my kvittal or my bakasha to the tzaddik and now relying on him to provide me the issue. And that's really touching of a desire, because that means you're looking at a source of koyach, a source of ability other than Hashem. Because now I'm looking at a human agency to be the one to, so to speak, fulfill the request or, or, or solve the problem or maybe the khayda or whatever, the, provide the atzala or you know, whatever the sense is going to be. That we don't do. Now, Nobody does that? What? Um, that's one of the reasons why, like I said, early Gedalim had a problem with chasiris. They were scared that's who the Chasaris is going to go to. Which means instead of seeing the Tzaddik or the Rebbe or whatever you want to call him in the context as being the intermediary for to daven on behalf of his Tzibur or be the one to teach his Tzibur and to guide them, they will start looking up to him as the solution in his own right. And therefore that was it. If you battle yourself to the Tzaddik, then you're going to get any issue you want. Or a person says, Mavakash the Tzaddik and the Tzaddik is Gozer and Hashem is Mekayim. And it's dangerous, Ashkafa, because that goes, it brings to the place where a person can start to think that I don't need to dive into Hashem, I just need to dive into the Tzaddik. And the Tzaddik will make sure that I get whatever I want because he has the ability, so to speak, to make things happen. There's no such thing. Tzaddik can't make things happen, only Hashem can. That's basic Ashkafa, Yiddishkeit. Just like Malachim don't make things happen, Tzaddik don't make things happen. What could be is the Tzaddik can be Mavakesh, and Hashem will listen to him. And that's the Mishnah. If it says if you battle if a person considers that the Baruch Hu's to be paramount, as the battle he's rotten to Makam Hashem's rotten, Hashem will do the same for him. But again, there's up to Hashem to decide. If the Tzadik wants something and he's davening, and he has a Kayach at we're not denying that, but it's in the Kayach of being able to daven for Hashem to provide the result, not otherwise. The Tzadik isn't replacing Hashem. He's maybe replacing the person in the, in the fact that he can daven better than the person can, or he's more schosim than the person does, and therefore there's more of a reason why the Tzadik should be answered. To call somebody a Tzadik, you're 
therefore, your side is always has to be. And that is that, again, the, the his pathos, if you're going to talk about that, his pathos that Sadiq is in the sense that of a Talmud to someone I want to learn from in whatever capacity I'm learning from them, that it's not meant to be something which, um, that this replaces my his pathos to Hashem or my bitachan in Hashem. And then, uh, instead of seeing HaKadosh Baruch as the source, HaKadosh Baruch is the one who provides the result of now seeing the human um, as, as the one I need to speak to, and then Akira, he's, he's, he's my intermediary. I don't know. is also meant to be an intermediary between us and Hashem. And that was exactly the problem with it. We don't, Hashem doesn't want intermediaries. We want to approach Hashem directly. I'll just say a story about, uh, I heard about Imre Emes, that uh, one of his hostilians was someone whose family is very sick. Son and son is very sick, and as a result, uh, he went to the rabbi. He said, Please, rabbi, you have to dive into the issue. This person is Amish Koch Nevesh. So, the Amish said to him, He said, And are you diving? How much are you diving for? He said, No, I came to ask the rabbi to dive. So, the Amish told him, Let's understand something. If Hashem wanted math for this, he would have given me the problem. If Hashem gave you the problem, can you hear what's your tefillah? So in the you can ask as a chesed for someone else to daven for you too. I'm sure the Rebbe is there, but it's chesed. But it doesn't mean that now that you've asked the Rebbe to daven, you don't have to daven. And Hashem will why Hashem give you the tzar. Right. And that's, that, that's the right way to look at it. The value to ask the tzarek to daven is, is adds to it. And we said this is better than the Gemara even. But it doesn't replace the tefillah of the chayla atma. And the reason for that is, is because if Hashem gives somebody the tzar, it means Hashem wants something from them. So the tzaddik isn't replacing Hashem in any way, like we said. On the contrary, it's coming inside that it's uh, an added koyach, an added tzchus. Right? Whereas worship of the people, which there was, was that in some way the person has spiritual abilities or special koyach, in which case I can get a chalik of that, so I can connect it back then to the person. And then once again, when I see something else as a source of ability or as a source of koyach besides Hashem, that's really the root cause of the even if it means that attaching oneself, if it's like is a Yusait, which means it's a source of Shafir, like it's Yosef. So yes, yes, let's talk about Yosef. Yosef is called the Tzadik Yisrael, which means that, and we see him very literally, that when Yosef was in control, all the food in the world was controlled by Yosef, so if he wanted to eat, they had to connect to Yosef somehow. Either buy from him or connect him in some way. So yes, does it mean if someone was close to Yosef, they have bread to eat every day? Probably yes, Yosef looked after his stuff. I'm sure they to eat. But it doesn't mean he's a source. It just means that he's the conduit, and therefore, yes, if he's now in charge of allocating food, so then if someone's first, then we'll get. And you take it to a more sense, if there's a certain chef which comes down to the world, and again, Hashem looks for uh, uh, someone on a level who's maybe more connected to Ruchnis to be the channel through which that comes, then of course, if a person's first, then we'll get more. But again, you, uh, you can't look to the, the tzaddik in any context as being the source. Just like a malach, it's, it's also a source of how things come down to the world. A conduct to the malach is being the source. It's a way that HaKadosh Baruch will send things down to the world. But the decision of how much to send and where it's going to come from comes up to Hashem. Now that Hashem wants to send things down to the world, so now he has to have, a, so to speak, a system in place. How is he going to do that? So that system can involve spiritual elements, that system can involve malachim, that system can involve people. Just as it goes down, various stages. But Ramban writes that the king was the essence, the conduit through which the shepherd came to the whole nation. So of course, if a person is working for the king, it's close to the king. So the king will look after him. That doesn't mean that the king is the source. You can't, like, dive into the king. 
The king is a, is, is a part of a system of how things come down. It doesn't matter. Anybody else in that position is the same. That itself isn't a problem. That itself isn't a problem. Um, the, his battles to somebody on its own isn't a problem. It's when it replaces his battles to Hashem. You know, that I, don't, I don't need to, to deal with Hashem directly. I can focus solely on dealing with the person and then I'll get everything I need from that. And like I said, the, the problem of the desire is because, firstly, it's wrong. In other words, the, the, the only, only Hashem decides. Nothing else, no, 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 nothing else in the system can make decisions. But the other point is, it's uh, the exact opposite of what Hashem wants the world to be. If the point of the world is to connect to Hashem, or for people to realize that they created, like the famous Rabban says, which recognizes the thank you for creating us, then any kind of alternative or intermediary which a person focuses on and then forgets about Hashem is in a direct opposition to the Bria Sodom. And in, in that sense, Sadiqim are no different. If a person sees the Tzadik as all he needs to deal with, and I don't need to daven because I have the Tzadik to daven for me, I don't need to write to Hashem because the Tzadik will take care of me, then he's in, in, in a Jewish way, let's say he's making exactly the same mistake. Bizarre. Now, the last thing he talks about, he's come back to many times in the Sefer, he comes to the philosophers. They with their, so to speak, their penetrating analysis of the way they thought. They agree that there had to be a first cause. Not Right. They have to admit that there's a first cause, like we said, basic understanding is that things don't create themselves, there has to be a creator. But philosophy goes the other direction. And that is, if we're going to talk about a completely non-physical creator, then we can't understand that the physical will have any effect on him. Or that he has any interest in something as insignificant in the physical world, and therefore they detach him from the world. Maybe he created it, but he has no interest in it and he's not involved in it. And therefore, he has only massive He has nothing to do in the world. There also wasn't a place for Hashem because they didn't see that there was a need to involve him in the world. They wouldn't think he'd be involved in that. And therefore, which means They became right that through them Hashem would do nisim, change the change the and what did that cause? Then it became clear to everyone. It became obvious. It became you know, something that the whole world was, had to accept and admit that there is a Moshe, there's a ruler, who's watching the world, who's setting it up, who's creating it. He knows everything that's happening in the world, have a big or have a small. He rewards and punishes. And therefore, Klai Yisrael, and what happened to Klai Yisrael, became a reason for the whole world, so to speak, to be, to, to come to a realization or understanding of this basic emiss. That there is a creator, and the creator is in charge, and he acts in the world. He's interested in what's going on. And now, therefore, post-Klai Yisrael, there's, no one can deny that anymore. The, 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 the miracles which Hashem died were so public, and uh, so indisputable that there can't be any religion after the Israel which can dispute the fact that there is a superpower, so to speak. There is a 
all powerful God, not just the individual Kaychas, and if there's a God who's involved in the world, it's not like the philosophers. All the world religions admit that the world was created and that there is one overall creator. There's two of Zara in the world, but the Zara isn't paganism. The Zara isn't uh, believing in attributing various forces to having certain abilities. It's uh, the acceptance that there was a creator. And therefore, and the proof of that is the Kaisra. Whether it was the Sias Mitzrayim, whether it was Matan Torah, and as I said, that was something which was universally accepted, as we explained in the first Chaylek. Universally accepted because it can't be denied. It was something so clear and so public that no one can deny it. And therefore, the concept of monotheism, that is one Hashem, and that He created the world, was accepted by any subsequent religion. And what does He want to get to with that? Yisrael Hashem B'cho Espoir. Hashem is the Klai Yisrael through which I'm going to be glorified. So now the Kazari, the Chach, has explained this very well. What what causes Hashem to be glorified? What? Klai Yisrael. Through what happened to Klai Yisrael, through the story of Klai Yisrael, that brought, brought the world to the realization of Hashem. Before that, there wasn't a realization of Hashem. Before that, the world was deeply lost in the world of the concepts of Avodah or whatever else was going to be, or denial of the Creator. And Hashem's inspire, Hashem's being glorified, only comes as a result of what the world saw happen to Klai Yisrael. Does that mean the philosophy preceded Klai Yisrael? I thought the philosophy which you know about is the philosophy of the Greeks. Um, that he's not talking about that right now, but he's still saying, and again, this is something we saw that the philosophy couldn't explain. Right? And that is that... Uh, what do you call Hashem's revelation to millions of people, shows he is interested in the world, and shows he is involved in the world. So as much as the person wants to philosophize about uh, that the Creator would be way too detached or removed from a physical world to be involved in it, you can't argue with the facts which have been, which have been witnessed by millions of people. And therefore, what causes Kavot in the world? It's not a lack of Kavot Hashem to say that in Klal Yisrael, uh, is the, what the cause of Kavot On the contrary, like the Chalmers explained to us, we see it very clearly. It's Dafka through Klai Yisrael, right, that brought uh, the world to recognize Hashem. I'm just going to finish the one last observation. And that is, we know that by Matan Torah, Hashem offers the Torah to the whole world. Now, for, for Klai Yisrael, we know the Nusach Hashem offered in the Torah. And the Nusach Klai Yisrael offered was, you saw I did in Mitzrayim, and I took you out and came from the Shahim, and I brought you to me, and now you want to accept the Torah. That was the Nusach Hashem Yisrael Klai Yisrael. What would the Nusach have been for the other nations? How would Hashem present the Torah to them? If you think about it a bit, the Nusach has to have been exactly the same thing. You all saw what I just said in Mitzrayim. So you accept that there's a, king, a ruler in the world. And it's all powerful. You saw what happened in Yamsuf. You saw what happened in the Makkas. Right? So you accept that there's a Munah. And there's a God. And now this is what he wants to do. Are you willing to accept it? In other words, Klai Yisrael is just the added element that it happened to you. But it doesn't mean if the other nations, Hashem didn't use exactly the same argument because you saw what happened. You saw what happened. And therefore, again, the history and the, what, happened, the, what happened to and through Klai Yisrael was the way the whole world came to recognize the existence of Hashem. That's, that's the argument of the Chacham, and tomorrow we'll see what the Gazar says.